everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. My name is Stacey Johnston. I'm honored to be here with you. I'm riding solo today. My co-host has a four-year-old with a recent broken arm, so they're managing that today. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. And as opposed to the beginning, being just me, I'm going to, leave, I'm going to bring our guest in and have this chat with her. So ladies and gentlemen, may I please welcome Candace Baxt Friesen. Did I say that correctly? You bet. All right. Well, good morning, Candace. How are you? Things are great. It's great. I'm like really looking forward to chatting with you. Very good. I'm, you know, I'm so honored in my life right now. I feel very blessed to not, I don't punch a time clock from 8 to 5 every day. I don't have a job I don't like. I'm not absent, you know, in that part of my life. I'm so present, and I have this, this honor to get to meet mm. amazing people like yourself every day from all over the world, and I get an opportunity to shine a light in a world that would love for us to believe how dark and dangerous it is. You look around and you read the news and social media and you get engrossed in that, and it's so heavy. And people are suffering everywhere, right? And there's this darkness that's hanging over our world. But underneath that, there is this layer of light of all yeah. these people like yourself that just reach out, they provide space, they serve other people, they serve mankind, they love who they are, they're looking for their mission and their why in life, and they're blessing the world. And I mm-hmm. feel so honored to get to share that light in this, in this rather dark spot that we're in. So thank you for joining me. I'm honored to have you. Please kick us off. Tell us who is Candace, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Sure. Yeah, so I, I live in Canada, as uh, you mentioned, and um, I am a mom of four, a wife, and I have been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole career. So I started as a, uh, you know, a teenager that was pretty driven, and uh, I come from a background of entrepreneurial parents and grandparents. So I saw a lot of of that, and you know, you grow up with business, and it, it's a blessing you don't realize that you have. Um, because it, a lot of what you learn is just by listening to conversations and, you know, sometimes it's feeling the stress when there's difficult times that uh, your parents are going through and sometimes it's, you know, celebrating and hearing about, you know, contracts that they have secured and things like that. So kind of a cool upbringing when when you look back, I think. And uh, anyway, so I went to university and got my Bachelor of Commerce. So I was going to be Again, a driven woman and not have kids or get married and never say never in life because everything is different than what I was expecting as a teenager. So I ended up uh, after university uh, through a series of events, uh, became a mortgage broker for a year and then was approached to become a real estate agent. So I've been doing that for 16 years and um, sort of along the way, Things went full circle. I've always had an interest in personal finance and um, obviously business going to university. And uh, so about six years ago, I ended up doing some money coaching as well. So what that is, is not necessarily selling investments, but really helping people with the day to day and uncovering, you know, mindset blocks around money and figuring out the why behind spending and really helping people have a vision and dreaming about the future. I think oftentimes we get on this autopilot in life and, you know, you just kind of go through the motions every day. But 
you know, if you ask a, a kid, what do you want to accomplish in life, you know, or what would you like to do or what should we do? You know, they'll, they'll come up with 50 things, but as adults, we tend to stop dreaming at some points. So just really getting people excited about the opportunities and the possibilities in life uh, when we can really kind of manage our finances well and, and yeah, sometimes it's helping couples get through money stress um, and sometimes it's uh, helping businesses get through things and could be individuals, teenagers, kind of the full gamut. So that's what's been keeping me busy over the last few years. I love it. It's beautiful. How many people do you think fear figures into their, their money situation? Their, I think fear plays into so many things, and it is such a barrier for us. When you work with people about money, how much do you yeah. see fear come up as a, as a barrier? Yeah, I think it comes up a lot. You know, uh, sometimes it's lack of, you know, it's a mindset thing. Like I, I have a, a scarcity mindset or I'm, I, I'm always going to have lack. I came from, you know, um, maybe parents who said, you know, who do you think you are? You're not going to achieve anything more than what we have or you want to start a business, that's dumb, you're going to fail, right? So some of these things are are programming that we've um, had since we were kids. Sometimes it's other right. people's fear that they project onto us. Um, so, yeah, a lot of times it's just breaking through that and saying, no, you know what, you can achieve a lot more than you believe you can. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's a wonderful thing that you do. I think there are so many people that need to understand money because our concept of money, like you said, so much comes from our, our growing up, watching our parents, our grandparents, mm-hmm. how, did, how did they manage money, right, with their yeah. bill collectors, did they flourish, how was Christmas, you know, all those things yep. you think about. And you, you come into your adult marriage going, all right, this is what I know about money, right? Yeah, and it, um, yeah the education is phenomenal, but I think there's so much. We, I think we build our own barriers, right, because we go back and we listen yeah. to that echo chamber of old money stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it can absolutely. be social. It can be social pressures that you go through right now as well. So, I remember one woman saying, you know, that she wanted to move to a new area and that was going to be kind of a, you know, more high-end part of the city and that she was in. And all her friends were like, "Who again? Who do you think you are that you know you're moving over there? Like you're one of us." <laughs> so right. there's. There's social pressures from family, from friends, you know, when you tend to start doing better than people that um, that you've grown up with and things like that, it can affect, you know, it's more than just the money, right? It's, it's what people think, it's what you think about yourself. Um, so there's a lot of emotions, there's a lot of belief systems that we have to kind of unpack and uh, sometimes it's creating boundaries you know around either spending or again maybe around people and and things that you're listening to Um, so yeah there's a lot involved it's it's definitely very interesting and every person and everyone's story is very different so it's listening Mm. to people and you know where they've come from where they want to go and just helping them believe in themselves helping them facilitate whatever they're kind of going after in life and um and that's just really cool cool to be part of people's stories yeah i love it i love that you do that you know i think the other i'm a coach myself and i do integrity coaching with businesses and with people and and just really pushing how important your integrity is because it's 
it's the story that yeah. you're behind, right? And yeah. <clears throat> I do a lot of that. And like you, when you're kids, kids are full of ideas. I watch my grandchildren and they're just, their heads are blowing up with all the things they're going to do and be. And then yeah. you work with teenagers, high school, late high school, early college kids, and we're trying to teach them how to dream again. You know, yeah. trying to help them understand there's room for your idea. I promise yeah. there's room for what you put on your mind. <clears throat> and then you get back to the adult and they go, ah, you know, I think I'm just going to go back to the comfort of what I know versus yeah. the fear of, of that moving forward, right, in that journey. So I, I yeah. so appreciate the space that you provide. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, Thank yeah, you for that. Incredible. How, how can people connect with you? How can they – you work with people from all over the world? Can anyone work with you via virtual? Yeah, yeah. And if it's something very specific to, you know, investments that you have, again, you know, you have to really deal with an investment advisor. And I, I'm not totally up on every single program that's available in the U.S. because obviously I'm Canadian. So there's certain nuances that will be different. But in general, a lot of how we handle money, whether you're from, you know, the U.S. or you're from Canada or wherever you are, it's it's sort of the same types of struggles that we all have. So, um, so definitely I can work with you and I'd love to have a conversation. Um, the best way is my website, investorsmarts.ca. And uh, yeah, feel free to book a 20-minute complimentary call and let's see what we can do. Awesome. And we will make sure that we put that in for the 20-minute complimentary call. Thank you. That's very kind of you to offer that. Um, no problem. Let me ask you this. As you've grown up, right? and become this lady and this mom and this wife and all these things that you are today. Have you, how would you define the word hero? And who have you met in your lifetime that fits that description for you? Um, definitely, I would say the, the person I've looked up to the most in my life is my grandma. And, you know, she, they came as refugees during World War II. You know, war broke out. They had to flee. Um, my grandma ended up in a camp but got out. My grandpa was, you know, a teenager and just kind of, he lost contact with his family. So he was just kind of running through Europe uh, by himself and ended up in Canada. So, um, yeah, they, they went through a lot. But, you know, as a kid, one of the main things they always said to me was, we're working for you guys, you know, for me and my brothers. And so they were thinking two generations forward, right? They had this legacy vision and so that's something that's never left me and you know whether you have kids or not there's people that you can impact around you you know we run into people every day so whether that's in your workplace whether it's your friends whether it's your community um, you you leave a lasting impact everywhere you go you bring energy with you everywhere you go and you know there's often times where you can step into a room and you can feel the stress and if you can do something to just change somebody's day, maybe sometimes it's their life, but um, we, we, we tend to think impact has to be these big things. You know, I have to become the president of the United States. I have to become a celebrity, you know, to really make an impact. And it's, it's not that. It's just the little things that we do every day to make somebody's life better around us. And if we do that every day, just those little things, I think that we've lived a really good life. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. So let me ask you another question. As a mom, as a, as a wife, as watching <clears throat> this next generation grow up and become, right? and you look at the children that you've raised and the grandchildren that are to come, and right now I'm 
I'm honored to be sitting where I get to watch my grandchildren grow, where I get to wonder their moms mm-hmm. get the spelling test, where I've been there. I get to wonder. So when you look at the world around you, where do you see the gap and how can we come together to fix that? Um, I think that two things, I guess. The, the first thing would be that we have so much choice and options available to us in today's world that we didn't have even 20 years ago um, that I think is causing people to have inaction. So if I use a very simple example, when I was growing up in the 80s and we would go to a grocery store, we would have, you know, let's say 10 types of cereal that we could pick from and we would make a choice and that was what we were eating. Well, now if you go to a grocery store, you've got a whole aisle of cereal So people are standing there and they're looking at cereal and they can't even make a decision of what they want to buy, right? Because we just have so much available and look at online and, you know, shopping, how much that's changed. If I want something, I better get it in a day because (laughs) if it doesn't arrive in a day, this is unacceptable. Well, that sure wasn't the case again, even, you know, five, ten years ago. And so I think that um, when we look at our life, there's oftentimes when we just have so much choice that it just, I think, paralyzes us from actually making decisions. So Mm -hmm. that would be one thing. And I think that sometimes feeds into this fear of the future a little bit too. Um, That's the other issue I think that we struggle with a lot and anxiety tends to come from that. So I often ask myself, okay, why is this generation struggling with anxiety so much more than past generations? Part of it will be that it's just diagnosed more. I completely understand that, and I'm not a psychologist or anything, but when I look at why is there fear of the future, you know, that that's a concern for me, I think. We shouldn't have that much fear. Maybe part of it is that we have, again, access to so much, so I hear what's happening across the world three minutes after it's happened. Well, that that sort of thing was always happening, but it wasn't in our faces all the time. So I I think if you can block out some of that social media stuff, the news, and really, again, focus in on what you can control, and that's my day, right? I can control how I show up. I can control how I treat people and my interactions. Um, I can prepare for the future, but I can't, you know, predict it. So having an emergency fund thinking through, well, if I do lose my job, what would I do, right? And, and and really considering, again, also the probability. So, yeah, that would be devastating to lose my job, but what's the probability that's going to happen tomorrow? Eh, pretty low, right? So right. I think if people can prepare a little bit more, really think through the future instead of just being on autopilot. Um, and the other thing, the other issue that um, I see is just that we're so connected but not connected. So I would encourage people to really have those connections in person, right? Connect with your friends and family more often. Sit down, break bread together, get involved in the community, build other people up, volunteer. Like those, again, are where people find joy. They find joy from relationships and giving back to people that are not necessarily even able to return that to them, right? You know, if you can serve somebody... Um, let's say the homeless, or if you can bring a meal to a widow, you know, that means more to them than you'll ever know. But, you know, it's always that pay it forward. In the future, you might need that help. So if we all can just make those little changes in people's lives every day, 
um, there's a huge ripple effect that comes from that. And there's so much wisdom in what you just said. You know, when you when you look at that's what I see as a grandparent, right? I look I look down at the generations coming up and recognizing that those the young kids that are getting out of high school and into college, going into going into university, they're going to be my doctor, right? That's yep. going to be my doctors and my bankers, and they're going to they're the next generation that's going to take over in the next five yep. years here in the United States for sure. But I'm I'm saying worldwide, the retired population that's 55 and over in the next five yep. years will outnumber the working population three to one for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of opportunity there for somebody who wants to go after it, that's for sure. Everything you know is fixing to be wide open. Every field there is, everything there is is fixing to be open. But I think that we've, um, what I see is the gap is the the wisdom of old passing down to the young. Right? I, I I see generations looking across instead of up. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. How do we get them, how do we get them to look back up? Right? Because what's up? Had screwed stuff up. So they're like, yeah, I don't want to well, look at that. Right? Yeah. Well, and it used to be Sunday lunch, right, or Sunday dinner. You yeah. know, I know a few people who do that every every week, but not very many. But that that's what we used to do, you know. We would go after yeah. church. We'd go to see my grandparents every Sunday, Amen. you know, most. And, Same with us. You know, yeah, and you'd spend the time, right? And, you know, it's not the maybe most fun thing that you do as a kid, but... <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just sort of go home and play with your toys. You don't want to sit at your grandma's or your great-grandma's. But, um, you know, that's where some of that comes from. It's overhearing those conversations, having that Absolutely. wisdom. Yeah. So being able uh, to go back and say, Being able to go back and say, my grandmother taught me. Just like yeah. you, right? Your grandmother is your hero. Most of the people that we interview that I'm going to say, I'm going to say most, let's say a large number of the people that we interview that are, under the age of 50, okay? Yeah. Uh, most of the, a lot of the times when we talk about heroes, again, they're reaching across. Yeah. But yeah. when you go over that age, they're reaching out. It's my grandmother, my grandfather, my parents, my... Right? Yeah. And so there's such yeah. a difference in where the reach is. But all the same, the, the, the lessons are beautiful. The wisdom is beautiful. I just, I like you, I think communication is part of it, that lack of connection again we've seen in the last i think in the last three years we've lost 15 years worth of connectivity mm-hmm, definitely contact yeah. with other and human you, beings yeah and you know maybe you don't have a parent in your life or you don't you know there's there's a lot of people like right. that who they they didn't learn the life lesson so you can be an adopted grandma to somebody else, right? You can be mm-hmm. a mom to somebody else to, you know, you can be a grandma yeah. to a baby, but, you know, you're helping the mom, again, just supporting and saying, hey, you're doing a great job here. Like, it's just those little things, but that's what's missing so much in today's society is supporting somebody else, you know, putting yeah. somebody else before ourselves. Because it's right. easier to just sit at home and watch TV, but, right. you know, if you give up a little bit of your own time for somebody else, you know, that can have this lasting effect. You can be thinking about that interaction for weeks after. And there's a reason, right? We need that connection with others. We need to be able to do stuff for others. It's really where we get our, our joy Absolutely. from. It's, it's, it's as much a day with an old friend as it is a 30-second conversation with a lady behind the cash register at the dollar store. Who said not one yeah. nice person crossed her line all day? Yeah. Right? 
And yeah. so, yeah, exactly. I think that impact can be the very same. Oh, I love it. Ooh, kindred spirits, I like it. All right. So <laughs> let me ask you one more question. If you had to have a one-liner of wisdom, the, the ultimate life lesson that you've learned in a one-liner, what would your T-shirt say? What's your one-liner of wisdom to the world and why those words? Um, you know, I came up with this life motto. I don't even know how it really came up, to be honest, but I came up with it about six or seven years ago, I would say, and it's just kind of always stuck. And what I just say is, you know, life is short, be intentional, and create impact daily. And it really hasn't changed. You know, every time I do a presentation, um, I introduce myself, you know, you do the, the typical, you know, I've got a couple kids and this is what I do. And I always put that life motto on there every time. Um, because again, you know, we, we tend to complicate things in life where we just, we need it to be busy. We need to be doing things. We need to be seeing what everyone else is doing. But, you know, if you really simplify your life and just focus on changing somebody else's world, um, there's just huge, huge value in that. And it just really brings it back to, I don't need my life to be complicated. I don't get value out of that. I actually get a lot more value out of just keeping everything really simple. Wow. You know, how many people do you know right now that need to have that on their mirror every morning? I get no value out of my life being complicated. Yeah. Right? If we could just get up in the morning, brush our teeth, and see that written on the mirror, and just remember as you face your day, you know, you don't get to so many times, we don't get to choose. Well, always. You don't get to choose what you see in the day, what you hear in the day, what you encounter in the day. But you do get yeah. to choose what you give any energy to in that day. Mm-hmm. Any, any yeah. listen to, any attention to, right? You can go, ooh, not me. I'm not taking that in today. And I'm going to focus here instead. So yeah. you do get to choose. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, what a great, I've had such a wonderful conversation with you. I could just keep doing this. As With respect to you, though, love, we're going to have to find a place to wind down with respect to you and to our audience and the value of your time. Um, I would like to say thank you so much, Candace, for joining us today, for sharing You're your welcome. wisdom for the space that you provide for people. Um, yeah, it's been so great to connect. Thank you very much. I would venture to guess that you stand as a hero to more people in the day than you recognize. So I think we all do, yeah. <laughs> wear, wear, wear the cape, so. put on the crown for a minute, right? Know that your life is worthy. Children are very fortunate to have a mom that will walk them through life and teach them. Um, and bless all the people that you touch. So I would be honored if you would take the stage and close our show. Give us the last 90 seconds. How would you like to leave our audience today? What would be your message? You know what? Um, I just want everyone to really take the time to sort of disconnect from what you're doing. Find some time maybe this week and really write down what, what matters to you. Take some time for yourself. You know, turn off the phone, go to a quiet room. And really think about, you know, what, what matters to me most? Who are the people that matter to me most? And how can I grow my impact in other people's lives, but also spend more time with people who just really um, light you up, you know, people who really bring you joy? And, um, and what are some of the things you want to accomplish maybe this year, maybe in the next five years? But um, it doesn't have to be, again, really big things, but the years fly by, um, and I think the older I get, the more I think about this, but 
the years fly by no matter what we're going to do. So let's really make every day count and accomplish a lot of the things we want to accomplish. Um, not before it's too late, hopefully, but, um, but you know, uh, taking that intentional action all the time instead of saying, one day I'm going to, um, but to say, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do this month? What am I going to do this year?